Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics they talk? We listen. My guest today has spent a number of years in the technology space, taking the art of venture capitalism to another level. She builds smart tools to make VC faster, better and equitable. A champion for investing in female entrepreneurs, she also believes women make better investors. We continue the FinTech series on Heads Talk today with a conversation about venture capitalism and startups. But before we get into that, here is a brief message. This episode is sponsored by Eurus. Eurus Private Capital Forum is transitioning online with on-demand sessions offering attendees the utmost flexibility to access industry-specific content and deals on their terms. Launching this coming February, Eurus 2022 will bring together 100 speakers from across Europe over a broad agenda covering private equity, venture capital, real estate and private debt. For details, visit www.eurusforum.org. Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle Schwitter. Shojin Chan is the founder on and CEO of VenturePol in Switzerland, an AI-powered venture investment platform that is armed with smart tools, including investment risk rating, valuation calculator, company strength and weakness analysis, as well as automated due diligence. She is the winner of the FemBiz Swiss Awards 2021, an ambassador of Google Women Tech Makers, a juror of the Digital Entrepreneurship Competition uh, on the University of Zurich, a mentor at the Health Tech Accelerator of Startup Bootcamp, and an avid hackathon goer and angel investor. Xiaojin is a regular contributor and article writer on a number of publications to include Forbes. She has even been interviewed by a number of media outlets, which we may touch upon in the course of this discussion. Let's now have a conversation on this brand new series on Heads Talk. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Xiaojin to Heads Talk. Many thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Elaine. It's a pleasure. Let's um, start with a, a quick introductory question. Um, what is the fund VenturePoll all about and how did it start? Yeah, uh, it started when I started angel investing in 2016. And immediately I found it to be extremely manual and cumbersome. Um, and I looked for good tools, but couldn't find any. Um, and so I thought, well, let's build some. That's how VenturePool was born. It was basically building tools that I would want to use as an investor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's basically solving my own problem. All right. Okay. And, and, and so what is your USP then? What's uh, really unique about VenturePool is we um, have the investor's mindset, but also the founder mindset, because I've sat on both sides of the table. Uh, So we really understand how to streamline the angel investing process. And right now we're focusing on 
um, the diligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 we were to uh, look at the value chain of angel investing, then we're really um, focused on due diligence mm-hmm. um, and and the and the first first round selection, second round selection, and then. Uh, the final due diligence, we're, we're very much focused on this. Um, and especially had to optimize this process, which has, which is very manual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our, our unique selling point would be, we help investors make better investments mm-hmm. uh, because our tools are unbiased. Mm-hmm. And um, we help founders fundraise easier that's mm-hmm. that's really that's really it faster better mm-hmm. uh, that's that's our that's our vision for okay. uh, what okay. we do let's unpick um venture pole a little um there is an evaluation process that startups go through to be accepted in the venture pole so, so what are the criteria how is that decided and scored i'm, I'm assuming through an algorithm of some sort Yes. Um, so we, we've built several uh, smart tools, smart VC tools. And the whole process is, is like this. Founders sign up on our platform and they answer about 40 questions. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of them are structured data questions. For example, how much money have you raised? How many mm-hmm. uh, funding rounds have you had? How many investors do you have? Uh, and then all and the answers, and then the answers uh, to these questions are then fed into our smart tools. Hmm. Uh, so, so then we automize valuation. We have a valuation calculator, mm-hmm. which then suggests an evaluation range using five popular valuation methods. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we rate the investment risk for investors. And then we also, um, and then we also have a tool that's uh, called a company strength and weakness analysis. Then we present the top strength and weakness in four domains mm-hmm. to help founders focus on their weak points and also help investors understand how we can help our portfolio companies grow. And these four domains are market, business model. Um, product readiness and team. Right, and I, I suppose there are there are some things that cannot be decided by machine learning or an algorithm. Well, not yet. Um, what human intervention still remains, and that you see still remaining um, for the foreseeable, e.g., you know, startup teams how the, how they work and gel together, the, the VC synergies with the startups. You know, you know, what's a good fit. What do you think will still remain after all of this? Always still um, remaining. Yeah, that's that's a, a great question. Um, and, and this, I, I want to touch on the technology side because uh, we're VenturePool is a tech company. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any analysts. We're really laser focused on building tools, mm-hmm. smart tools. And uh, so, for example, our investment risk rating is a is a is an unsupervised machine learning algorithm, um, and then we have several other algorithms that power 
you know, the, the valuation calculator, the, the company strength and weakness analysis. Right now on the top of our R&D pipeline is a team due diligence algorithm. And this is very, very difficult because just like what mm -hmm. you mentioned, uh, it's, uh, there are a lot of uh, characteristics. There are a lot of non-quantifiable things <laughs> exactly we, and we just and, and yeah data that is not structurable mm -hmm. um if that's a word yeah uh but right now but right now the algorithms algorithms only really understand structured data um and so and, and what percentage of the decision process is that is that like 80 percent of the decision process i don't know but what do you mean in terms of the the information that you've got in order to see whether the, the startup is worthy to be within the venture pool, how much of that is putting it through the the process, the structured process, and how much of that is sort of human intervention? Uh -huh. Yeah, right now, 98% of oh, 98%. the, hold on, 98% uh, of startups on our platform are from our accelerator partners. Mm -hmm. For example, Startup Bootcamp. So because we're, we're, we're new and we really want to build a reputation that we only have quality deals. Mm -hmm. um, and so 98% of our deals are pre-vetted mm. by accelerators. Okay. Okay. Um, and we're offering these startups tools mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to fundraise. Um, but if, if I circle back, to your previous question, um, AI right now is really augmented intelligence. It's it's augmenting, um, and it's in my opinion, it's not it's not very intelligent yet. Even even the the most powerful algorithm we have right now, the GPT three, it writes very well. It mm -hmm. writes well, um, but it doesn't create. Um, and it can't do continuous learning yet, like uh, like biological intelligence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, so if, if we're we're if we're looking at how um, how are how is technology uh, helping the industry, the venture capital industry? Right now, it's augmenting, and and this should be this, in my opinion, should be. Uh, the the approach for for the future, mm -hmm. uh, which is that which is that algorithms will replace junior analysts. Um, what, for example, what we're doing, we're, mm -hmm. we're our algorithms are are spitting out valuation uh, ranges and in, 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 in analysis in three seconds. Which you, which would take an analyst at least uh, two weeks to come up with 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 these mm -hmm. uh, this data. Um, so so we're we're doing we're doing um, we're doing the job of a junior analyst in a VC firm, mm -hmm. but we don't give a uh, a thumbs up or or, or or down like investor. Don't invest. We don't. We don't advise. We don't. We don't advise because the final decision. Data. 
Exactly. The final decision needs to be um, made by humans, for example, investment committees. Mm -hmm. And and these are the people who would then uh, evaluate the Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, this is what we're working on, right? Because if we're looking at um, venture capital, especially early stage, it's all about the team. Um, Ask any investor and, and we would tell you Ask any investor what, what's the what's the number one factor that uh, that's that that that's the most important in in a in a deal, and it would be the team. Um, but the but right now our technology is not ready to uh, assess people. Do you think it ever will be? Yes. Mm. Um, Yes, okay. that's that's where that's where we're heading. So, okay, um, can we hold that thought? Because we're probably yeah. going to talk about that later on in in this in this episode. So let's sure. hold that thought. And I was just thinking, you know, about the automated due diligence um, that you offer. Um, there must this must be so important for your investors. What is the impact of this? What, what, we're, what we're doing for due diligence is we're standardizing, we're first standardizing, and then we're automating it. And standardization is very important because uh, right now, and, and as, a, as a founder uh, mm-hmm. who, who has fundraised, I know this, this struggle too well. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we meet a new investor, mm-hmm. we're filling out, we're filling out question, <laughs> we're filling out questionnaires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every investor has a different one. Um, and so, so this is very time consuming, uh, labor intensive for startups, for founders. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is a part of the reason why fundraising, you know, for, for a, a seed round would normally would on average take at least six months. Mm-hmm. And so to automate this, we first standardize it. So we've accumulated, we've collected the most frequently asked questions by investors uh, in seven domains. And then, um, and then we have seven questionnaires uh, and, and it would on average take a founder about uh, less than two hours to mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then we would uh, and then we, we present these questionnaires in a private deal room, which is, which is just, which is a one-stop shop. It's, it's one web page mm-hmm. on our platform. Um, so investors would have, can have a um, very clear overview of the company. Mm-hmm. So again, we're, we're doing what analysts would do at a, at a VC firm. But you're also eliminating the biases that you found in investing when you when you first started, right? Um, well, what we do is uh, there are a couple of things we do. First of all, we we um, we're right now we're 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 uh, very focused on presenting structure data, for example, numbers. Mm-hmm. And then for, um, for the team, which, you know, some, some uh, very early 
startups, they might not have so many numbers to present. Uh, we really then get into the team. Um, the team, our team questionnaire is longest. So we, so we ask about uh, the founder's background. We ask how uh, active they are. Are they, mm -hmm. are they working full-time? Mm -hmm. um, how many of them are working full-time? How, how did they meet? Have they worked on yes, things, right. uh, projects before? And then we ask about the background of the full-time employees, part-time employees. Um, and then we also ask, we even ask about the board if they have what what's the expertise of their board their advisors mm -hmm. so we really get into um the nitty-gritty of it mm -hmm. okay i think yeah let's move on um okay you know venturepole you are a fintech company what percentage of your customers your clients are themselves fintech entrepreneurs and startups uh that's, that's a good question um, we're very diverse right now. Our, our, our deal companies are very diverse. We have um, a lot of health tech. So that's uh, biotech, pharma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have a lot of, uh, the, these are from uh, Startup Bootcamp, uh, the biggest accelerator in Europe. And then we also have uh, gaming uh, internet companies from Mozilla, uh, Mozilla Builders Accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, which is um, based in San Francisco. So we, so um, so our companies are very diverse. Um, mm -hmm. We have uh, health tech, we have gaming, e-commerce, internet, um, mm -hmm. and then we also have um, we also have uh, fintech, um, but they're not the majority of our mm -hmm. companies right now. Mm -hmm. um, that said, uh, geographically, uh, we have we we, we uh, our our companies are also very spread out. We have um, Europe, uh, North America. We have a couple from South America. Mm -hmm. We also have a couple from mm -hmm. Africa. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect that may may change um, in, in terms of fintech not being sort of the, the dominant um, startups in, in in your space, but in the in the area of fintech. Um, is it a, a favorite one in the tech sector for investors? Um, can you sort of tell my listeners about what are you seeing? What subset of fintech are investors and VCs excited about or perhaps not? Well, uh, for, for, for investors, um, obviously we hear a lot of Web3 Right now, we hear a lot of uh, crypto NFTs. These are uh, apparently the buzzwords, mm -hmm. um, and and th and these are investment trends. Uh, but if if I if I were to um, if I were to put on my investor's hat and. Uh, and, and, and talk about investment trends, but but from a different point of view, what what what's what's um, what's the future of uh, VC? What's the future of venture capital? What what does it look like? Um, right now, the, the darling of the day is definitely quote unquote data driven approach. Right, every every venture investor uh, is. Um, either building themselves or, or looking for solutions that would help them make better investment decisions via data. 
um, and and then other uh, trends that I'm observing in in, in the VC arena would be then also um, we have registered investment advisor mm -hmm. uh, in, in the in the states um, and which is regulated by SEC and then we have like really big players uh, who's leading this trend including SoftBank uh, A16Z um, another trend uh, that I've observed um, several years ago would then be micro funds um, by these super angels mm -hmm. um, where then they're they're restructuring fund funds right uh, funds are now uh, a lot smaller um, and, and LPs are, are mm -hmm. a lot more limited partners and investors into these funds are, are a lot more diverse mm -hmm. uh, and and then and then crowdfunding is absolutely um a, a trend and i think uh, crowdfunding will then um have its own transformation mm -hmm. very soon um and then we and then we also have global syndicates um for example uh venture Venturepool um has uh, startups from everywhere so we're we're international um, and our investors are also from everywhere. Uh, and this is also a new trend. Um, and I think it has been, um, it has been um, pushed uh, by COVID because yeah. before investors, you know, we hear, we hear investment thesis um, a lot that, you know, if, if, if I cannot um, see uh, the founders Mm -hmm. in an hour, then I'm not going to invest, right? But so, so everything's very local. Mm -hmm. uh, we, okay. we, we'd only invest in, in, in startups that's close to us, mm -hmm. um, but that's changing. Yeah, I, I wanna talk more about the, the pandemic, but just before we do that, um, I'd like to expand on what you, you mentioned. You talked about the accelerators. I just want you to sort of expand that point a little bit by just telling us how your organization's working with various stakeholders. You know, you've talked about the investors, startups, the partner accelerators. Just, just give us a feel of how you're working with all of them. Um, for us, our go-to-market strategy is, acceler is, is, is accelerators. Um, so we, we don't uh, do spray and mm. pray marketing. Mm -hmm. We definitely don't buy ads. What we do is we build partnerships with these accelerators who have access to investors and also uh, quality startups. And they themselves often have um, a stake in, uh, in the, the success of, 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 their, of these uh, startups because they themselves often invest um, or hold equity mm -hmm. <clears throat> so so for us it's just a win-win-win um, situation where we would then uh, help the accelerators select uh, winners mm -hmm. select winners to their program for example this is what we do for healthink the health tech accelerator of a startup boot camp um, they they would, for example, they would have um, 
a thousand applications to their program mm -hmm. and then they will they would filter out uh, the first 700 just because it's not a good match uh, for example no no product market fit or or, or maybe the team um, and then and then now they're left with 300 uh, and then we and then we would then help them um, further down the funnel and, and choose uh, the final 100 out of these 300 using our tools mm -hmm. because now they're, they're, they're able to easily uh, assess these startups using our tools. Um, and then out of the 100, then they would uh, select the final winners with their partners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Investors. Yep. Oh, that, that's useful. That's useful. Uh, right. Back, back to the, the pandemic and the effects um, that it has had in this area, whether it's permanent or not. Um, how, how has the, what's the effects been like? How positive or negative? The well, impact the, of the pandemic. Yeah, the, the, the impact will, will be permanent, in, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's a thrust towards everything contactless and virtual, <laughs> whether it be meeting, working, de delivery, shopping, paying, gaming, um, e e e even, uh, even health, e even medical. It, it, it's, it's all uh, contactless and, and virtual, and I don't think this is going away. Um, now for for a negative impact, we, we actually have a personal experience. So we launched, VenturePole launched uh, in early 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, we launched our, our platform uh, just before COVID hit Europe. Uh, and then immediately there's this um, halt in investment activities. Investors are, just, investors are, are uh, freaked out and, and no one was investing. Um, and this went on for, I'd say, at least six, at least six months before we, we then um, see uh, some activities, um, you know, some investors then uh, coming back to, 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 to look at deals. Uh, and so business development was, was really difficult for us. Um, one, because investors were not investing. Two, because physical events mm -hmm. uh, were, were just not happening. And venture, venture capital is an industry unique in that uh, we rely so much on networking, especially personal networks, right? Because it's all about trust. And if you, if you, if you don't know the person, you can't trust them. Um, and so, so, so we, we then, uh, but then, then there was um, a positive outcome um, out of this experience because then we had sufficient time to go back to the drawing board and, and say, okay, let's review and revise and adapt our uh, strategies, including budgeting, including mm -hmm. marketing. And this is when we decided, okay, our go-to-market strategy needs to be a lot more smarter and focused. And uh, and and for for budgeting, do we're we're maybe we're we're going to um, slow down uh, hiring 
mm. in 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 uh, yeah we we had um, we had a, a lot more oh no we. We, we launched in, in uh, 2020, that's before COVID hit, but in 2019, we were already um, operational. Uh, we were already, already building these. We, were built, we built the, the platform in 2019, and then we launched in 2020 um, before the, the COVID hit. Uh, but then in 2019, you know, we, we were all very excited, of course. And then, and then when, when we when we looked at budgeting, you know, we had very different um, outlooks than, than than what we have now. Mm. <laughs> and that's positive. I, in my opinion, that's positive. Okay. Um, this question uh, fascinates me, and I have asked it before uh, on Headstalk, so would be really interested in your take on this. Um, you are an, an advocate for funding for female founders and female-led startups, particularly in the tech space, there is a, a big drive to get women into STEM. We know there's a shortage of tech um, educated and financially educated people. Which one would you say is the priority today? STEM or financial literacy? With your answer, please let my listeners know why. Um, if, 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 I was picked down and, and I can only pick one, then it would be financial literacy uh, because our education right now in you know, a K to 12 to higher education curriculum already mm -hmm. includes a lot more STEM than actionable financial literacy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is why a lot of people struggled uh, during crisis like COVID. Um, that said, uh, that said, we, we already have apps and free online courses for all of these disciplines. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe what, what we lack is a paradigm and skill shift, a paradigm shift and, and reskilling mm -hmm. um, for robot job loss. Um, and also possibly universal basic income, which, um, which I I, I think it's it's good um, next step, you know, if, mm -hmm. because robot job loss is is uh, unavoidable, um, and I think that um, you know uh, universal basic income is is a is a good um, alternative, um, and 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 then if we look at future job skills. Mm -hmm. then STEM and, and financial literacy is not included because again, um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of these um, jobs are automated. Yes. And so if, if you're a programmer, right, if you're a coder right now, and, and of course you're, of course you're, you're, you're um, you, you have, uh, you're very comfortable, uh, you know, high salary and all that, but um, but you know there are algorithms um, that are that's uh, learning to write faster. code. Yes, it will do it better faster. So exactly, exactly. So so even people who are building machines now will be replaced later by machines building machines. Mm -hmm. um, and so so what's what's you know if 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 uh, if we're thinking about our children. Then what should they be learning? 
well, it's, it's problem solving, it's self-management, it's working with people, it's using technology, but also developing technology. Um, and it's not the, the STEM or, or the financial literacy that, that, we, uh, that we currently teach in, in schools. Mm-hmm. So you, um, you're kind of swaying towards financial literacy, but now you sort of sway back to sort of sit on the fence because you're, you're thinking both will not be relevant in a few years time. So, so my answer would be would would be neither neither STEM or financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my answer would be, you know, if if, if we're looking, if we picture um, twenty, uh, if we picture uh, what 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 would what would people be like in uh, in the next century, mm-hmm. and when I when I picture it. Um, I think that we're going to be we're going to be um, our, our jobs are going to be very different, first of all, and so tasks uh, tasks that we're doing today will be automated, uh, and people working in the future will be solving problems and not doing tasks. So, do you think roles like accountants and lawyers and that will be reduced? because we would have, I don't know, law tech and all this kind of stuff in place and, and machine learning and AI. Do you, do you think that's what you're saying as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, so accountants um, will, will not be, you know, we, we won't be looking at financial statements. And we, and, and, and um, what we'll be doing uh, is not getting ipeta. What we'll be doing is we'll be really um, looking at the value, and and this this value, uh, in my opinion, is going to be different from how we see it today. You know, we're we're going to be we're going to have a de- new definition for so, so for if, if value. This, so if this is the case, then education itself, compulsory education will be revamped over Exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I like this, Um, okay, let's move on, let's move on. Let's look to the future. You've talked briefly about it um, here on Headstall and in your area continuing um, in the VC world, venture capital started in the 1940s with mundane long processes, due diligence, et cetera. You've, you know, taken it on another level as I mentioned in the introduction operations look like in say 10 to 20 years please hypothesize the floor is yours Shaojin. i hope that in five years every investor will use smart tools like the one we built mm-hmm. uh, to optimize their investment process augment their investment decisions and erase bias mm-hmm. there be unconscious or conscious um, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. I hope 100% of VC firms and business angel groups have women in investment decision-making roles. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have 12%. So this is a global uh, report uh, by All Rays. And uh, in 2019, there's only 12%. Um, globally, globally, twelve percent of all VC firms and 
business angel groups had women uh, in, 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 in check writing positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is scary because then it's basically saying 88% of all check writing investors are men. Um, and, then, and then we also have another figure that says uh, only 2.4% of um, American women VCs are founding partners who have check writing um, power, mm-hmm. meaning that 97% uh, of women in the industry Okay. Are all exactly they're we're, we're all junior we're all junior people and, and we don't have a say in who we want to invest mm-hmm. 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 um and so in 30 years from now i i i, uh, I really hope this changes um so this is from the investor side from the founder side uh I have, when I raised, when I fundraised uh, for VenturePool in 2019, mm-hmm. um, I have personal experience of this gender inequality and I call it injustice uh, in venture capital. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that, we know that, uh, that globally less than 3% of all VC money goes to female founders less than three percent and that's how this is this is how big the the gender gap is um and in 2019 when i personally when i was fundraising uh i had to have double uh, the average meetings with investors uh, to raise our seed round but i was only able to raise a quarter of the average seed round size um so so the 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 average uh founder would meet would have 76 investor meetings um, and we had almost 40. Uh, and then um, they would raise about 2 million and we were able to, we were, we were, we raised a quarter of that. Mm. Yeah. But so- it, it took us, it took us uh, just as long. It took us um, almost eight months. Okay. So, but I'm assuming you're expecting, you know, going back to the question, you're expecting the future to be much rosier than what you're telling me right now. Uh, much more rosier than what you're telling me right now. Um, rosier as in? For female founders and female um, decision makers. Well, that, that is, that is um, a wish. This, but um, this is also our, our, our mission. Um, it's it's uh, VenturePool's mission and my personal mission to help close this gender gap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's leave that one here and let, let's send this episode of Heads Talk um, with your, your personal view on this two-part question. The first is, what is the app that you, Xiaojin, cannot do without that is not your own venture pool in the fintech world, and why? Well, my life is uh, governed by my calendar app. <laughs> so if it's if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. Um, so if I was to pick one, this would be the most important one. 
uh, and I'm, you know, and I've tried uh, some uh, AI powered uh, calendar apps as well. Um, but I'm, I'm really, again, uh, what, what I think self-management is very important for you know, the future of work. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to when machine, machines can help us uh, self-manage better. Okay. Okay. But that's not strictly fintech, is it? Well, um, this is, this is, uh, this is how, how, how. How I see it, I think right now our calendar app, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of integration already. Uh, for example, you know, Zoom links are now, and we can, uh, you don't see a link anymore. It, it's just a uh, Zoom, and then you click on it, it automatically uh, connects you to, to to the to the Zoom app. Um, and I, and I'm hoping, and then there's you know for events as well, right? Um, you sign up for an event and it and automatically shows up in your calendar. And I'm hoping there's going to be more integration, you know, maybe financial ones mm -hmm. to the calendar app. Okay, so you kind of half answered the second part of the question, but I'll ask it anyway. What is the solution, the needed solution that you think has yet to be developed, but sits firmly within the fintech world once available? This would then be the vision of VenturePool. Um, for, for VC 4.0, we are envisioning uh, this intelligent being, sort of like Jarvis in Iron Man, uh, the movie, um, which is a personal assistant who suits Iron Man up and, and help him steer away from danger. This is what we want for investors. We want to have this being that's so intelligent um, that can uh, prepare um, everything an investment committee would need to make an investment decision. Um, and, and which is the suiting up part. And then after uh, making the investment, mm -hmm. our, 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 our intelligence system would then help manage portfolio companies. So then you're always on track of the newest progress of your deal, of your portfolio companies. And, and, also, um, and also our system would then tell human investors how to help these companies grow. Mm. Fascinating, fascinating indeed. Xiaoding Chen, it's been an informative conversation. Many thanks for your time and insights. Thank you, Elaine. Uh, it, it, it's, it's wonderful doing this at the uh, beginning of 2022. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.